Welcome to Omnipotent Growth with Cal. I'm an acting leader for more than a decade and your leadership trainer and coach. Each week you'll hear exceptional stories and interviews, as well as actionable strategies and tactics that you can implement right away. I want to thank you for spending some time to grow as a leader. Hello, guys, for another episode of Omnipotent Growth with Cal. Today we have a special guest, Nikolai Kazmin. We are going to talk about entrepreneurship and how to be a leading figure in the entrepreneurial world. So to start off, uh, I want to introduce our guest a little bit. Uh, he's a co-founder and chief technology officer of Domestina, which is a company that is a platform uh, for booking cleaning services that uh, connect the users with cleaning firms and companies. Uh, Nikki is also a graduate in the EMBA program. Uh, he uh, had all the honors in the end of the program. Uh, he was the best student. Uh, and um, uh, really, we, we learned a lot from him. And uh, he showed a lot of uh, great uh, working ethic and uh, also a lot of um, humility and empathy th- uh, through all the course. So, uh, Nikki, tell us a bit more about yourself. Hello, guys. Thank you for the great introduction and thank you for having me here. Uh, all right. Do you want the, the long story or the shorter version? We, we want your story. <laughs> all right. uh, I'm from Burgas. Uh, I love that city. I graduated from the famous math school in Burgas. I was the first uh, class in the, in the informatics track. Uh, I become interested in informatics since I was like 12 years old. And yeah, um, I was studying a lot about computers back then. Uh, then in 11th grade, I decided that I don't want to go to Sofia because I didn't like the city. <laughs> so I started preparing to study abroad. Uh, I got accepted in Jacobs University in Bremen, Germany. Mm-hmm. It's a private American university. And it was a great experience. I, again, studied computer science there. And uh, it, it was marvelous. It was, <sighs> it was the place where I learned that uh, I'm able to take any work world I'm, uh, I'm given. Maybe like, there is one example I like to give to demonstrate just the, the amount of work that we had to do. Like in one of the classes in on MATLAB, mm-hmm. uh, we had lectures on Thursday and Friday. Okay. And lectures started from 2 o'clock until 6 o'clock. And they gave us homework from Thursday until the other day. So we, we come back, we have dinner, we start doing the homework around 9 in the evening. Mm-hmm. We do it until the next day, no sleep at all, until two o'clock before the, the other lecture. Lecture, nobody is ready, and the <laughs> professor is like, "Oh, really? Okay, I'll give you an extension until twelve tonight." <laughs> so we do the lecture and then back to the back to the homework again. Yeah. So you were well, well prepared for the MBA, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After the bachelor's degree. <laughs> Nothing came even close. <laughs> and yeah, currently people are talking a lot about online education and stuff like that. And about learning, that would be fine. But the, the fellowship and the camaraderie uh, 
which you get from a university mm. where you are present and when you have your colleagues and go through the same tough situations together, the relationship and the bond that you develop there cannot be can be matched online. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Cool. So, well, what about afterwards? Like, yeah. So after that, I'm I made a master's degree in uh, the Federal Technical University in Zurich. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a master thesis with Professor Bertrand Meyer, who is like the godfather of object-oriented programming. Mm -hmm. uh, very very famous figure. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. uh, then. Me and three other guys from university, from Jacobs, decided to do a startup. Mm -hmm. And we were playing around with different ideas. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we, we had a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, most of the things that we did failed miserably. <laughs> one of the ideas actually got some traction and became acquired by the... One of the biggest company in the United States nonprofit sector, GuideStar. So okay. when we got acquired, I stayed and worked for that company between two and three years, something like that. And how much time have you developed the the first uh, successful? Because I assume it's it's successful when it's sold. It was around a year and a half. We we had a problem. We didn't really have a way to monetize the the product, mm -hmm. but the product was valuable. And that's why the the bigger company acquired us to allow us to continue working on that. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't really happy <laughs> working for a corporation <laughs> uh, or even a non-profit. <laughs> and I was constantly looking about the next thing I can start. And then I met my current co-founder, Vodislav Simov. Uh, with whom we, we started Domestina. Like he had a, a little bit of a different idea in the beginning to, to create a marketplace for all sorts of services. Uh, and then I, I told him that we have the chicken and egg problem in a very, very serious way if we, if we, if we go broad. So I suggested to take the, the biggest vertical, which is cleaning, the most used service, and just start with it and see where it goes. And it turned out that cleaning is a huge enough service to have a company on its own. Oh, and definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this is what what we have been doing until now. We had a lot of interesting moments, a lot of hardship. Uh, we had some pivots. Mm. And currently, I think we have finally found our product market fit and we are on the way to, to create a really great company. Okay, so what is uh, your latest pivot? Uh, what did you do to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, to adjust? To so, <clears throat> in the beginning we were focused only on housemates, which is the, the biggest service of them all. Like many, many people use housemates on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But... It's a really peculiar service. It's mostly in the gray sector uh, where no taxes are paid whatsoever. So mm. it's a little bit hard to compete with that. And on the other part, this is a service which everywhere in the world it is done by immigrants. Uh, mm -hmm. If you go to Germany, 
you will not be able to find the German housemaid. No. Mm. People like from Poland, from Ukraine, from Bulgaria, those people from these countries are doing those kinds of jobs. In the US, it's like Mexicans, Latin Americans, yeah. and uh, yeah, only foreigners. In Bulgaria, we have a very particular situation that we don't have many foreigners. <laughs> so actually, Bulgarians are doing that, uh, these sorts of jobs, mm. and they have a really bad image in society. So we have a huge demand for the service and not enough people to serve it. And this is what made us like move into, into other directions. So then we decided to try and move into also into professional clinics. And this is like the current state of the company mm -hmm. where we serve as a um, marketplace, where we connect the clean, the cleaning mm -hmm. companies and the users. Yeah. And we make it much more efficient both for the companies and for the users to find each other and to, to get a good yeah. service. As a client, I can verify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Nikki. So this leads lead us uh, to the next question. Uh, what was the, the main driver uh, behind Domestina and uh, behind your first startup company and i can't resist uh, here to cite a, a very interesting uh, book I, i'm currently reading for the for uh brewdog which is a uk craft beer and uh, here is the the quote you need to ensure you're starting a business for the right reasons if you just want to make money and be a big shot go join a desperate corporate Sell your soul to the devil and be yet another red race contestant in an expensive suit. <laughs> a little so, bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. It's in a book. It's a funny book. So yeah. I, I, I recommend it to anyone. But yeah, your drivers. Um, first, I'll start with my driver to become a, a software engineer. Like, I became a software engineer because I like to create things. I like to create things and I, I like to see people use them. I, I, I wanna, I wanna make something valuable and, and share it with the world. I wanna see like how I make somebody's life easier. So this is why I became an engineer. And this like very directly leads to why I would want to become a, an entrepreneur. Because at least in the, in the beginning of the uh, enterprise, you have a very direct feedback from the customer. You call for a week, you release it, and immediately you see clients interact with it and use it and give you feedback. And this is a, a really, really cool dynamic. Like, especially when you see a happy customer, there is nothing more energizing for me mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, all right, so back to the corporate uh, uh, versus uh, entrepreneurial smaller startup. Uh, as myself, I work in a big corporation. I love working in a big corporation as uh, I like the vast amount of uh, things that you can do and mm -hmm. that you, you can impact. And my question will be, uh, as I also respect a lot uh, the entrepreneurial uh, spirit and uh, the knack of uh, trying new things and uh, trying to solve some problems, uh, we currently do so, uh, we are trying to do so with this podcast. Uh, what do you think, how much you can impact 
and how much clout you can get on society in a in a startup and also what is the difference uh, in, in a big corporation it's a really really good question i i have given it some thought and like let's take an example for for a second like imagine if you're the ceo of mercedes or bmw mm -hmm. and if you're if you're elon musk who would you say has more like impact on on humanity yeah. right now and yeah. yeah i think i think the answer is obvious and maybe there is a difference that when you're in an entrepreneur you're really trying to push the world forward mm. and that's really hard and it, because the really the world doesn't really want to go forward <laughs> and that's why so many so many startups fail it's really really hard to to create something new which changes the the way people behave and yeah big corporations have a very very huge impact but they like keeping the status quo they like keeping the world running mm. on, on the same way That's and it. entrepreneurs yeah. are trying to push it out of the way and, <laughs> and drive it in another direction so steady improvements against uh, the revolutionary, yeah, revolutionary. yeah i love your example because Elon Musk somehow uh, managed to keep the entrepreneurial spirit even in the companies that are so big now. Like uh, he has uh, thousands and thousands of employees, yeah. but still keeps the, the entrepreneurial breakaway innovation spirit. But, yeah, by the way, Tesla is now worth more, more than Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they they the, doubled their mm, stock value or something. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that guy really knows what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and not only Tesla, but before that, yeah, and so on. So, like our next question. Uh, in our MBA program, I was impressed by Nikki's presentation skills. He was making really beautiful slides that were instantly recognizable. In the entrepreneurship world, um, presentation is definitely essential. But my question is, could an outstanding presentation deceive a uh, botched product or, or an idea. My, my question is inspired by um, a book that, I, that I've read recently, uh, Bad Blood, which is a book for an aspiring entrepreneurship, a very bright and persuasive lady who got a brilliant idea but couldn't deliver. So, Well, first thing first uh, about the presentation skills. Currently, we, we live in a time where we have so much money going around, like especially in Silicon Valley, there is just a huge amount of venture capital out there. So having the, the skill to raise money is, is extremely important. Like if you don't, your competitors will, mm. and by sheer volume, will be able to crush you. So being able to raise to raise capital is uh, paramount. Mm. But <laughs> capital, of course, is not all. It's yeah. all about execution. And the particular example, I, I still haven't read the book. I have bought it on my on my Kindle device, mm. but I haven't read it yet. It's very uh, compelling, by the way. Uh, I liked it a lot. We we saw the short version, but I yeah. think it's more to it. For sure, it's not black and white, but still, you you need to have uh, 
good intentions. I mean, <laughs> you, you need to uh, not authenticity. Uh, the word is yeah. Maybe uh, my input on on this particular case is that uh, you should believe in the product. You should believe in the thing that you're doing, but then uh, the the reasoning behind it, like, are you trying to really solve a problem or you're going to the shiny thing that will bring money? Like, uh, are you a marketer or are you an entrepreneur? Because I see this mixed all the time, even now, because online it's really easy to make business. You can sell all kinds of, I cannot say, uh, <laughs> yeah, nonsense of word. But um, in the end, um, too, too little of those uh, uh, make uh, real value, like something that you can take with yourself. So basically, your uh, case reminds me of uh, the real entrepreneurial spirit. Like uh, you thought of a problem, you didn't thought of what would sell good. Right? Yeah. You thought of what problem could I sell? Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly like this is this is who I am. I mean, yeah. if you if you tell me like come and work and create a great algorithm who would be like trading on Wall Street for forty thousand times a second yeah. and will make a lot of money, but you will not make any value. I mean, you will not make yeah. the the world a better place. Yeah, but like execution. It's also execution is the most important thing. Like exactly, even, yeah. even if you don't have money, like in 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 my company, when we spent all our capital, we became the most creative uh, we have been. <laughs> so actually, having no money is uh, his benefits on its own. I remember when you said that. Uh, now when we sp uh, spent our capital, it's time for the wartime heroes yeah. like, uh, yeah, to, to really <laughs> exactly. move exactly. the juices. All right. So as we uh, like to focus uh, a lot on leadership, uh, we have a traditional question, which is, what is your recipe for leadership growth? How do you continue to right. grow as a leader? I think I have found my the way I grow since I was like, in high school, uh, I seem to thrive and to get the best of the environment I put myself in. So when I when I went to the to the math high school, I was not good at math at all. <laughs> I was I was really bad at it. But uh, for four years, I was working really really hard. I was seeing all my classmates who were working really, really hard. And in the end, I was able to like qualify for the national competition in informatics and then mathematics. Mm. And, and that was great. Then in, in the university, again, we were a lot of highly motivated people. And the culture was really that of hard work. Like if you don't write your homework, other people are looking at you like you're some kind of trash. And <laughs> it's not like in Studentsky grad, right? Yes. That's and a good way of peer pressure. Then again, in the in the MBA, again, I was in a room with some very very bright people who are who are growing and who are doing their best to improve. And I really learned a lot from you guys. So this is this well, is the way I likewise. Grow. Uh, yeah. Maybe even more. <laughs> I like to put myself in a situation with a lot of smart people who can like pull me up. So 
I, I don't know how much you're familiar with uh, the growth mindset and uh, the concepts behind it, but uh, you just explained <laughs> at least half of it. Like the the, the lack of uh, entitlement uh, and uh, the positioning of uh, your qualities being not bright person or not uh, uh, like very handsome or not the best Mavashi Gary in the world but the hard worker this what uh, makes you exceptional and what uh, defines you your growth in, in, uh, in the future uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, great but besides he was the most handsome guy now so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, joke aside uh, uh, Let's 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 go to a more fun part of our conversation. Conversation. Uh, I know you're a karate instructor. I know uh, some other details which I will not share here. But uh, I perceived uh, since you're instructor in karate, I perceived this a serious leisure, uh, which was a subject that we discussed with a um, couple of episodes before. Uh, so my question is: What attributes from the karate practice? you're able to transfer to your leadership style? Yeah, it's related to the to the previous question. Like, karate was created for self-defense. Mm. Right now, it's more of a self-improvement. So, you can train karate for life. You can improve your technique for life. You can do the same movement over and over again mm. and continue to find ways to, to improve it. And if you can do that in karate, of course, you can do that in, in business mm. and uh, in management, and in leadership. Like, how to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And this is, I don't do karate competitions. I just, mm. I just try to improve myself. And this is, this is something very important, which you can do in all aspects of life. Definitely. Great. By the way, I, I uh, found the same profound answer that uh, when you get back a little bit from the competitions and mm -hmm. uh, you focus on the act itself, it really starts to to be crisp and clear on what are the, the basics that you need to improve mm -hmm. so you can improve all of it uh, above, on top of that. And there is a Japanese technique in which uh, uh, it states that if you want to uh, be a master, if you want to achieve mastery, you should do the simplest things every day. Yes, like, yeah. yes exactly. Yeah. So the, the same principle, I see that uh, in so many ways, as I also was uh, an engineer before I became mm -hmm. a, a leader uh, of many engineers, uh, I see that the basics, like uh, why do we do that, and uh, just act, ask ourselves some simple questions over and over again brings better results mm -hmm. uh, each cycle. And yeah, it, it uh, relates uh, in, a, in a spectacular way. Cool. Uh, so I have one extra question for Nikki. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, since you are a man that always challenge yourself and uh, you always find uh, something next to do, what is your next challenge? What uh, can you do after an EMBA, uh, uh, being a black belt uh, <laughs> karate in karate, master, yeah. and uh, studying abroad, uh, founding a company? What What's next? Is there something that uh, can challenge you? Insight. <laughs> well, the next challenge is uh, actually the challenge that you're dealing with right now. <laughs> it was my secret intent. Yeah. <laughs> so, starting a family and... Yeah. Uh, 
that would be, I guess, the, the greatest challenge of all. Yeah, great, great, great to hear. So uh, from my personal experience, uh, each day comes with the, with the new rank, like, <laughs> with the new dam. <laughs> so you don't that, have a book for that. That's what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really challenging, but at the same time really fulfilling uh, you see a person growing up exactly. in, in front of you. You can shape it, Exactly, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like a duff in your hands. Mm-hmm. And you have so uh, high responsibility towards this this small person. So I can wait for, for the next episode with you. Actually, <laughs> we will uh, share some more on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope we have a lot of good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so... Nikki, thanks a lot for the marvelous uh, interview that we did today. Thank uh, you for having me here. It was a great pleasure. So thanks uh, for all the people that are listening and watching. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share the content. Let's uh, bring our growing nation together and uh, see you next time. Thank you, guys. See you. Thank you.